You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Hello. Welcome back to Take It Personally. Welcome to 2020. What the heck? This is the first episode of an entirely new decade. That is still blowing my mind. How many times have you heard that this week and it's still blowing my mind? I love it. I've talked about this before, but I just think that there is something so cool and so special about the start of a new year. I absolutely love it. Um, However, if you follow me on social media or know me in real life, you also know that my husband and I are expecting our third baby. And to be totally honest with you, that has kind of derailed how I typically approach the start of a new year. It's obviously a super wonderful thing. We are so excited, Um, but I have a really rough time (laughs) the first, usually like up to half of pregnancy, up to about 20 weeks or so, and as of this recording, I'm 13 weeks, so I'm still kind of dealing with just the ickiness that comes with the first part of pregnancy, and it just makes me feel really run down, (laughs) and um not motivated. And that is really hard because I I really identify with being an, an Enneagram 3. That's like an episode in itself because technically I'm a 2, but I don't feel like I'm a 2. I feel like I'm a 2 wing 3. <laughs> but I'm definitely I'm definitely an achiever. I like to do things. I like to cross things off my list. I I'm a high achieving chick, right? And pregnancy just totally throws a wrench in that for me. And it's all for a great end result. You know, I don't doubt that for a second. That's the beauty of it being a third pregnancy. Like I know how worth it it is, but it's really hard. And so yeah, these first couple weeks of January have just been not typical January for me. Um, Usually I'm like ready and raring to go. And honestly, I've been watching a lot of Netflix and Disney Plus and eating a lot of bagels. And that's kind of the extent of it. But that's okay too. Everything is a season. And I am starting to feel a little bit better and have some of my like mental clarity back. And so here's hoping that that sticks around. And 2020 is just off to a great start. (laughs) I'm really excited today to chat with you guys about side hustling. And if you've been following my business for a while, you may know that I only went full-time as a business owner about two years ago. So side hustling is near and dear to my heart. I don't love the term. It just like feels weird to me, but, um, but I was a side hustler like 100%. I worked a day job and then I would come home at night and work my side hustle. So before I quit my day job, I had a couple different jobs in marketing, all the while growing my business, getting married, and having babies. So since some of my biggest years of business growth were also in years of huge personal change, I have been really protective of my time from day one. Um, Now, (laughs) some days I'm better at this than others, but for the most part, Even though my business was a side hustle and not so much paying my bills as it was paying off debt and providing fun money for our family, I still priced my business as if it was providing my full-time income. When it came time for me to decide if I wanted to pursue my business full-time or stay at my job, 
It was so incredibly reassuring to really not have to worry about the financial side of things. I knew that my business could pay my salary because it had been making enough to do so for years, even though we weren't directly using the money for that. So it just made the decision so much easier to not have to consider the money side of things. We could really just look at it from um, a personal standpoint and figure out like, how we felt about me leaving this job and what it would do for our family um, and not have to think about the money. Want to hear the biggest mistake I think a side hustler can make? You can probably guess it, not charging enough. Instead of treating their business as a business, they operate it like a hobby, treating the money that comes in as fun money and not, this actually feeds my kids and pays my bills. Now, what you do with that money, that is up to you. But I can't recommend enough operating with the mindset that as a side hustler, your time is even more valuable. I will say it again. Side hustle time is even more valuable. Think about it. If you're working an eight to five and then coming home and working some more, that is more time away from your family, friends, Netflix, your couch, whatever. You should be compensated for that. I have heard from so many side hustlers that they feel guilty charging what they would if they were full-time because they don't need the money that they are making. Maybe their spouse makes enough to support the household. Maybe they have a day job, whatever. So instead, they unknowingly undercut the market and perpetuate the problem of charging way too little for a service that is far from a commodity. Friend, I do not care if the money you are making in your side hustle is paying your grocery bill or paying for a fun trip to Mexico. We're talking about the value of your time. And as someone who is working more than one job and probably also raising a family, I can tell you right now, your time is worth way more than you're charging for it. You should always charge what you need to charge to make a full-time income. Then, if you ever want to make the leap to full-time, you don't need to worry about the finance piece. That's taken care of because you've already been doing it. A huge mistake that side hustlers make is charging just enough or charging in line with their market and what everyone else is charging instead of charging what they need to charge to make the income they need to make. Then they'll get this false sense of security that business is doing really well because they're working all the time and they can't keep up with the demand. So they'll quit their full-time job and realize their prices are way too low to support a full-time income and not completely drive them insane or make them overworked. Especially when you consider that what you need to be making as a business owner is probably more like two to three times what you make in an office job, since now you're the person in charge of your insurance, retirement, sales and income tax, and all those fun business owner things that can easily eat up 30 to 50% of your profit. So how should you be pricing your side hustle? Well, first, stop asking Facebook groups what they charge for XYZ service and grab a paper and pencil. It's time to figure out your monthly expenses. No, seriously, do it right now. How much money does it cost for you to live every single month to make sure your bills are paid, your family is fed, and you have enough leftover for a few meals out or a night at the movies or whatever your life needs to account for? From here, you need to figure out how much of the total you're responsible for. Are you in a relationship where 50% of it is brought in by your spouse? Does your spouse cover 100% of your home expenses and the money you bring in is seen as extra? Or are you flying solo and need to cover all of the expenses in your household? 
Then determine how much money is needed to do the same for your business. What are your monthly expenses that ensure you can keep your doors open? Do you pay rent? Do you use subscription services? Do you pay an assistant or an accountant? What about your business insurance? Go through your bank statements from the past couple of months to make sure you aren't missing anything. When you have both of these totals, add them together. This is what you'll need to make every month to break even. This number isn't including what you're paying yourself or any sort of profit. This is your bare minimum. Is that number a little scary? Exactly what you expected? Whatever the result, knowing that number is a huge part of the battle. So kudos to you for taking the time to figure it out. From here, you can play with that number to determine a more realistic amount for you to make monthly. Don't forget to consider that as a business owner, you're the one who's responsible for your retirement, savings, and taxes at the end of the year. These are all things you need to consider when when determining your pricing. Let's say you've done this exercise and determined that every month you need to be bringing in $5,000. From here, it's simple math. How often do you want to work in any given month? Keep in mind that for a lot of businesses, 10 days of active work can equal another 10 to 20 days of passive work, i.e. emailing, bookkeeping, computer work, etc. For example, as a photographer, I know that if I want to be shooting 10 sessions a month, that probably equals 20 days where I'll need to be behind my computer, communicating with clients, organizing and storing files, editing and delivering photos, and whatever else comes with one photo session. Don't forget about these passive work days. We all know there's usually far more to a job than just the time you're face-to-face with a client. That needs to be accounted for in your pricing too. This is going to vary person to person. It's going to vary industry to industry. All I'm saying is don't forget about these passive work days because they're still your time. It's still time that you are spending working and that you should be paid for. Back to the example. You guys know I am of the belief that we should all work less and make more, especially as our businesses scale and we have the freedom to do so. So I'm going to say that 10 shoots a month, knowing what that means on the back end too, is way too much. Instead, let's say six is the magic number of times that we want to work in a month. Again, this is going to be different for every person. I'll continue with the photography example since that's what I know. If you need to make... $5,000 per month, and you want to be booking six shoots per month, you'll need to be averaging $833.33 per client. This might sound a little scary if you're currently charging $250 per session. In that case, it's time to get creative. What can you do to add more value to your sessions so you can charge more in line with what you need to be making? Can you sell prints or products in addition to your digitals? Can you offer higher-end services like birth or wedding photography? Can you find a niche like branding or product photography? Can you make sure your customer experience is amazing like replying to emails within 24 hours and making sure that they get their photo galleries within 48 hours? Little things like that can make a huge difference in the service that you're offering a client and allow you to charge more. As someone who has been a photographer in a small, middle-class, Midwest market for eight years now, I will tell you that averaging $833 per client is entirely reasonable. I swear, I am not leading you astray. It's entirely reasonable. But 
It's not going to happen if you sit around complaining about the fact that no one is ever going to pay that price. That's not how you make money. Figure out how you can offer so much value that people have no choice but to pay the price you want them to pay. And then go find those clients. They absolutely exist, but you are going to have to work for it. There's no shame in a little sweat. Also, keep in mind that $833 is your average. If you book a wedding for $2,500, a branding session for $1,000, and five smaller sessions at $500, that's still $5,000 in a month. You can play with the amount you want to work to figure out what's best for you, but just promise me one thing. Don't undersell yourself. As a side hustler, you are in an amazing position to set your business up for success from day one. If someone doesn't want to pay your prices, let them be on their way. Don't work for peanuts just to fill your calendar. If you're truly offering an incredible service, other people will step up to take their place and pay what you deserve to make. Will it maybe take some time? Sure, but killer brands aren't built overnight and we're building something that is going to last. If this episode has made your head spin, that is totally okay. Just recognizing that what you're currently doing isn't sustainable and understanding that it's time to make a change is a huge part of the process. But I promise you, making these changes now will result in so many fewer headaches down the road, especially if and when you decide to have your side hustle be your only income. Sure, there is totally a time and a place to just jump and do the thing, but I definitely appreciated having a runway, and if you're listening, I think you might too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Take It Personally. If you've got a minute, head over to iTunes and make sure you're subscribed and that you've left us a review. I know it takes a minute out of your day, but it's a great way to let us know what you're loving and what we should do more of on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.